All right, to, uh, to Pete Stancato, to uh, Dream's long coming and starting this rock climbing gym, here, here. and to Core 4 yeah. Life podcast. Absolutely. Here, here. Here, here. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back to the Core 4 Life podcast. Uh, we are here today with Pete Stancato founder of Nosotros Rock Climbing Gym in Lakewood, and we have the pleasure to be here in his Cleveland location as well. Pete's a husband, father of three, uh, Air Force Reservist, and uh, just a guy that I'm proud to call my friend for the last 15 years. Pete Stancato, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much. It's a privilege to share the stage with all of you. You guys are great. Great to be here. The first thing, the number one question everybody asks is, what do you guys look like? Because when you listen to these podcasts, you want to know who's speaking. Right. So let's just start by... Tell us how ugly we are. Let's quickly describe the guy to your left. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay. I like this. Right. I okay, like so to my left is Andrew Hudson, oh, there you go. tall and strapping. I know him as really athletic. This man once climbed a boulder, and there was literally nothing that he could have climbed, but he did it somehow. Today, not the same story. Yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see <laughs> that climbing today. Gym, I didn't really see faded in these last few years, along but with Andrew, my hairline. Andrew Hudson. Boom. Yeah. Uh, so to my left, I have Ryan Sherry. Me and Ryan look like twins as we are both bald with beards, and I consider us both strapping young men. Yeah. Ryan's a little bit thicker and stronger than me. <laughs> <but> <laughs> a little thicker. A little thicker. A little healthier. Love the, love the thicker thrown in there. Wow. Yeah, so I'm I'm Ryan. I'm the thick one, apparently. <laughs> I'm the thick one. Thick old, thick old one. Sitting next to me is Mike Brown, and uh, yeah, he's Mike Brown. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no description needed. No, no description you can't necessary. Even say anything mean about me? Come I on. know you're, you're just Mike Brown. All right. I, I think I think you're more descriptive of your personality than your than your body type. So. Nice. Okay. So you, you're saying I have a good personality. Very average build, <laughs> great personality. <laughs> you would not pick him it's out like of the lineup no girl, matter what. It's like she's got a great, great personality. personality. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got Matt Simmons to my left. And Matt, I mean, we can all agree, he's the good-looking one in the group. He's got his full set of hair still. You know, he, he's just, he looks good. He's fit. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, you can't. You can't. He's a good, good There's always going to be a good-looking one. Uh, you know, that's but uh, that's Matt Simmons. At least you're not the yeah, thick well, I, one. <laughs> I'm not the only one in the room with a great head of hair, though. I'm sitting next to, uh, to Pete here. And mm-hmm. he, uh, he's he's got his tan going on though. He does yeah. not look like he's from Cleveland, Ohio. Well, it's toner. It's actually fake. <laughs> I have a Puerto Rican wife, and I gotta like look he- a little color. Yeah. Or else I'd look sickly if I was next to her. <laughs> She's tan. Nice. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Compared to me and sitting next to me, you look like five shoes. Rico Suave. Very. That's how Guapo. That's how you should have Suave with this bourbon here. That's how you should have described Matt is like paper white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You've> <laughs> <got> <laughs> Translucent at times. <laughs> totally. Great introductions all around. Cool, man. Well, thanks for being on the show. I'll kick it over to Mike Brown. We'll kick it off with our Be Driven pillar. <clears throat> well, thanks, Andrew. And uh, Pete just mentioned the, the bourbon we got. We're going with a little Cleveland bourbon since we're up here in Cleveland at uh, Nosotros Cleveland Rock Climbing Gym. So uh, Cleveland bourbon, bourbon of the podcast. It's fantastic. Thank I'm, you. I'm enjoying it. My, Andrew's not a fan. It's great. <laughs> it's really great. Pete, a- Andrew's going to have to fill in a lot. We obviously don't know you as, as well as he does, but he gave me a little bit of an idea of your background sounded like you went through some challenges throughout your life with some of the jobs that you were at um maybe getting let go from some of those jobs until you really found you know what was your passion so 
can you just walk us through that a little bit, what you went through, what challenges you had, what you learned from it to kind of where you got today? Of course. You started by saying that you don't know me. I feel like I know you. You got your, your legs spread o- wide <laughs> open right here. It's totally like that. I feel like I, I like can that? tell your religion. It's great. <clears throat> so you're right. There has been a ton of struggles. Um, you could fast forward to a couple years before the gym opened. Uh, at one time, I was doing sales. I was making 50 calls a day trying to sell software to old people. It's impossible. Old people don't really like software. They were using Microsoft Excel, and I was trying to sell a glorified version. Mm. So there was constant rejection from that standpoint. Uh, my mom was um, fighting cancer. She had months to live. Um, and so I had to ask my job if I can go from full-time to part-time. So I was... Um, I was opening Nesotros Lakewood at, I was getting there at the gym at uh, 4 a.m. just because we were preparing to have the grand opening. So from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m., I was trying to get the gym ready for the grand opening. From 8 a.m. to noon, I was working my part-time job. From noon to 3, I was visiting my mother, and from 3 to 10 o'clock, I was going back to the gym just so that we can get ready to open. Um, and then I was, I was seeing my wife and kids after 10 o'clock. So yeah, there was a portion right before we opened our Lakewood gym that, uh, I was in the trenches. So yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm no stranger to, to pain. What, uh, I mean, what did you learn? I mean, what, what, got, what got you to get to opening up Nosotros gym? Like what made you make that leap from, you know, you said you were in sales, probably did some other jobs. What made you make that leap to getting to opening up your own gym and your own business? Yeah, I think it's it's a basic human need, and it's you want to belong. <clears throat> so before the gym, I was in sales, and I was talking to people. Nobody wants to talk to a salesman. I mean, somebody calls you on the on the phone, you don't want to talk to them. You either hang up, or you run them off, or you give them an excuse. Regardless, it's it's a job that people do not like your company. Before sales, I was in social work, and so I was helping these clients get jobs. All of my clients did not want to see me. They would constantly cancel. So again, people did not enjoy my company. Before social work, I was in youth ministry, and the kids in my youth ministry, again, didn't want to see me. You know, it's like, what high school kid wants to talk to his youth pastor? It's like they avoid that, that conversation. And so I had a sequence of jobs that just nobody wanted to see me. And so really, it was motivated by pain. The reason I started a rock gym is because I wanted to be with people who would actually enjoy me in return. Did you have any rock climbing experience previously? I had no climbing experience. I actually only climbed three times before I opened the gym. Wow. Which is kind of cool because it made me more relatable. I sucked at climbing, and so <laughs> did my customers, and so we, we were able to relate on that front. Learn together. Yeah. yeah. I only climbed together. three times. Um, seven years before I started the gym, my wife invited me to a wedding. I was the plus one. So again, I wasn't wanted. She was an invitee, <laughs> and I was the plus one. And on the morning of the wedding, the groom felt bad for me. He invited me to climb, and I fell in love. I'm wow. a big sports guy. Usually in sports, if you suck, nobody talks to you. Like in basketball, if you suck at basketball, nobody passes you the basketball. But in climbing, if you suck, people talk to you more. <laughs> so that's what I noticed first. And that's, I feel like God kind of opened uh, my eyes to the ministry, ministry aspects that the sport can, can offer. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I remember even, yeah, like maybe it was right after that, that you put some kind of business plan together. I remember reading through that and just the way you wanted to do it as a nonprofit, as like a, you know, have a ministry focus. Like from my business background, I was in my head, I was like, I don't think this thing could work. Like, I just didn't have the vision for it, but you had that and you went after that. And I remember you were pitching it to like city councils. You were like, you went after this thing, like, like nothing else. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. Like seeing you just be totally passionate about something that I knew nothing about. And I was like a climbing gym, really out of all the things you could start. So I didn't have that vision kind of walk through like some of that process. I know like even before you were putting in a ton of hours, you had to, you were trying to like raise money for it. You sunk in your savings. Like you went all out after this climbing gym concept that wasn't a proven thing. Like there wasn't a ton of nonprofit gyms out there. How did you kind of get to that point? Totally. I mean, you got to go all out. God goes all out for us. We cry yeah. whenever people go all out. So I strongly believe that we have got one life to live. You got to go all out. Being neutral is boring. We, we don't have any neutral stories. We don't tell stories about neutrality. We talk stories about going all out. And you're right. You were one of the guys that I sent the business plan to. I took years to write this fat 50-page business plan, sent it to the smartest people I knew. You were one of those people. Wow. Just how, like, how'd he get on that list? That was a well, deep, that was a <laughs> deep list. About my group of friends. <laughs> deep list there. Yeah. And I did and, not have the vision for it. Well, nobody did, actually. Nobody gave me money. I mean, people said it's a, it was a great idea, and it's like, great. You want to invest? No, thank you. Okay, sounds good. It must not be that good of an idea. But yeah, I mean, even my own wife was like, no. She told me no for seven years. Um, but I knew, I knew that millennials like to feel special. I knew that millennials want to feel like they belong. And so yeah. really our gym is about um, treating people exceptionally well, to have a profound respect for the individual. Um, I mean, it's really what we're talking about in these current times with racism. I mean, it's like really um, treating people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of what we've done and that's kind of the, the vision. Um, I try to make sure I know every single person's name. I ask everybody what's the highlight of their day. Um, I introduce people to each other so people know each other and there's a community that forms. And so I don't know if you guys think about like your favorite restaurant, just a place that you can sit and have bourbon for hours and you can talk and the vibe is right, the mood is right, the lighting is right, the staff is great. I mean, it's like, it's creating that type of space. That's, that's really what I wanted. And that's what, that's what Lakewood really has become. It's ugly as all get out, but it's got a charm to it that's really making people stay and talk uh, and relation, deep relationships are forming. I feel like that, that's what makes people stay at something. Like a lot of people might go and check out some kind of sporting, you know, whatever it is, a gym, an event, something like that. But it's those relationships that are going to make you keep coming back. Totally. And I, and I assume that's the kind of um, drive behind the name of the gym then, just yeah. us together. Uh, totally. Okay, cool. That's it. Yep, nosotros means we in Spanish. It indicates community. It also is a reminder that I got to be home at 5.30 to have dinner with my wife. My <laughs> wife is Spanish, and so really, I mean, I think that could be a whole other conversation. I've never seen a successful businessman with a successful marriage. Hmm. Every successful man that I know has a struggling marriage or a struggling relationship with their kids. 
that's a, that's a tough part that we all deal with. I mean, part of the reason why we started up this podcast is trying to figure out that right balance. You know, I feel like a lot of people can sink a lot of time and be great at one thing. I feel like I'm good or average at a lot of different things and not great at m- much stuff, but it at least gives some kind of good balance. And that's kind of what we're talking about here is just trying to find that balance in your own life. You know, so totally. you have a great voice. I appreciate Whenever, that. If I were, if I were to look at this podcast and I'm listening, I think just Walker, Texas Ranger. When I listen to you, man, you that's, got I that love Southern that. I guess, I guess that it comes out with the bourbon. I forgot to mention yeah. when I was describing him that he has a cowboy hat and chaps on. So you know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, right. Speaking of Love that, yeah, chips. we were we were about to go to the bourbon trail, and we might have to change that up now. And we were going to dress up in some chaps and some Ooh. cowboy hats, boots, bolo tie. But <laughs> thanks to down. coronavirus, looks like it's still shut down. Yeah, so. maybe next year. Yeah. But you know, Pete, I appreciate you sharing all that, Pete. And I think we'll probably continue to talk about your drive as we go here because it's clearly shown in, in everything that you're doing. Uh, but you started talking a little bit about the nobility aspect of, of our pillars with what you're doing and what Nosotros is all about. So I'll kick it kind of over to Andrew for uh, some of that pillar as well as we, we get rolling on nobility. Yeah. And you touched on a little bit of it already in the beginning, Pete, just like the desire to, to build a community, to build a place where people can come, hang out, be known, be part of something bigger than themselves. Um, and then like, when I look online, like at, at the mission that you have for the gym, it's to, to heal households. And you use like kind of four areas that the military talks about. You're in the Air Force Reserve as well. Um, and I just love that. And um, I just, yeah, interested to see how that's kind of played out over the last like couple of years in terms of that healing households, growing that community that you've, that you desired at the beginning to open that up and how that's played out here over the last couple of years. Yeah, of course. I mean, um, I wanted to incorporate faith into the business. That's the bottom line. And so I was looking at what are credible entities that incorporate faith. And it was right underneath my nose, the Air Force. I remember when I went to boot camp, they talked about uh, the four pillars of a strong airman. And they said that every strong airman is expected to have strength in the physical, mental, social, and faithful aspect of of their their walk and so it's like great i'm just gonna jump on that and and add it to the gym and so physical it's obvious climbing is physical we should be physical uh mental so with that um they they say that climbing is like uh like problem solving and so when you're climbing you're not only kind of exercising your body you're also exercising your brain social uh again obvious so climbing is great because I mean, even before we started recording this podcast, we were climbing a little bit and groups formed. So one guy tries a route and he fails and then the other guy tries the route and maybe he fails, but he gets a little further. And so there's some relational aspects. There's that a lot of failing going on. Definitely, failing. definitely tried <laughs> to fail quite a bit here. And it's cool because guys bond shoulder to shoulder and they say women bond face to face. And so the shoulder to shoulder, I mean, you're climbing together and the face to face you got to talk after you climb. There's a resting aspect. And so the social part directly relates to climbing. And then the faithful. So this is the dicey one. It's like, how do you incorporate faith into your business? Um, We have a prayer request wall at the Lakewood location. It'll soon be here at the downtown location. But basically, it's just a bunch of post-it notes on the wall. It says prayer request wall. People are able to write their prayer requests, stick it on the wall. And then I'll come by, I'll pray for them, and then I'll write prayed in the bottom right corner of the post-it note just so they know that I'm responding to them. Um, we have a uh, 
uh, a service. We have a, um, a Christmas Eve Eve service every year. So two years ago, we talked about if God was good, why do bad things happen? And that happened right after my mom passed. And so I got up on the pulpit. I invited all the climbers to come and listen to the Christmas Eve Eve service on December 23rd. Uh, this past year, man, I got to think of the topic. Um, I don't know. It was, it was another apologetic topic because largely the, the climbing community are either atheist or agnostic. Um, and so I, I like to to really answer those questions um, from either a scientific, scientific or, um, I don't know, some type of maybe logical standpoint that addresses those. And I know that piques your interest. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just going to speak up, but, like, what has the reception been like at the gym? Like, have you had good reception from your clients? Are they posting prayers? Are they, you know, responding to you, seeing that you've always answered? Um, like, how, how has that gone? Great question. And to all of you who are listening, who may be faithful, who may have a business or are thinking to start a business and you want to incorporate faith, I highly encourage you to start with prayer. So I came to Christ in college through Andrew Hudson to my left. And something that I loved about Andrew is was he was he was incredibly uh, loving and not judgmental and not weird. Maybe he's weird today, but back then he wasn't too weird. Really cool, super, in super weird. I don't know what happened between college and now, but I know. But why not? Probably. Why not be weird? Yeah, but I grew up avoiding Christians. People would preach at me, and I would ignore them because they fit all the wrong stereotypes. The stereotypes that the majority of people have. And so, whenever I went to college and I saw these people who did the opposite, I fell in love. Um, my story is I, I grew up with a lot of backstabbers, guys who they would invite you to a party and they would immediately want to know, well, who else was going to be there? Andrew was the type of guy, he was like, you know what, you're going to be there, that's enough. And so that was really loving of, of him and, and my eyes were opened, I ended up accepting Christ. Um, and so that's kind of the light, you know, um, it talks about the aroma of Christ, we're the aroma of Christ in our gym and, and the receptor the receptiveness uh, has been great uh, because it's it's different what people are used to. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have become de-churched. They used to go to church. They no longer go to church. They don't go to church anymore because of judgment. And so whenever they see uh, non-judgmental ways of the faith being played out, um, it's, it's good. Prayer requests are incredibly easy you know, it's like, if you go to up to an atheist and you say, can I pray for you? Even an atheist will say, sure, go ahead. You know, I've been on mission trips. I think anybody's willing to accept prayer. Mm-hmm. So that's just a really easy way to open the door. Yeah, that's awesome. I know one thing recently we were talking about being able to love other people. And I know we're sitting in your Cleveland, off, or your Cleveland gym here right now. One of the windows got smashed recently with some of the protests. And I thought it was cool, just your response. You were able to kind of look at at the bigger picture. You were able to see people are hurting. There's racism in this world. There's injustice. You were able to look beyond just injustice done to yourself and having, you know, the windows broken here at the gym and and look beyond that and try to turn that into a positive thing as well. Can you talk me through just how, how you were able to respond in that way and really look into something bigger than just damage done to you? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, the, the, one of the, the biggest things <clears throat> about God's story 
is that the hero died for the villain. I mean, it makes sense for somebody to die for good people. It makes mm-hmm. no sense for somebody to die for bad people. And so that's, that's the story that has brought us all to our knees, that, that Christ died for sinners. So um, am I Christ in this story? No, obviously, if you spend <laughs> any time with me, I'm, I'm, I feel like the chief of all sinners. Uh, but again, I've got that kind of logical mind and I broke it down into three options, I think in bullet points. So I literally thought we have three options whenever the windows were smashed. Option A, we complain. Option B, we stay silent. Or option C, we use it. Try to turn it into a positive. I mean, yeah. redeem. You use something bad for good. So it's like, obviously, if I'm going to plant my flag as being the, the Christian guy, I'm going to pick option C. So we went with option C. We ended up uh, taking a picture of the damage which, in retrospect, wasn't a good idea. So the original story was we took a picture of the damage to show to our insurance company so that they saw what type of damage that we incurred. And then I thought, okay, I got this picture. I might as well put it on a shirt and donate some proceeds. Um, We got some backlash because people said, well, why are you using an image of broken glass to summarize this effort? This effort isn't about breaking windows. It's about breaking lives. And so now, in retrospect, yes. I agree. I acknowledge there's a bigger victim here, and and the harm that was done to us pales in comparison to George Floyd, and and to others like him. But again, I was short with time, money, talent, treasure, and so I just used the picture, put it on a shirt, gave money. Since then, we've made another design of another shirt, and we've used that also to raise money. But the bottom line is, yeah, if if you get smacked in the face, you're gonna it's Christ-like to turn the other cheek and try to do mm-hmm. something with it. And yeah, I'd like to think that that God has been glorified as a result. Now, I also, I got to be honest, um, I'm still figuring this out. Yeah. Like, I still want the gym to be more ministry-focused, and I haven't yet figured out a clear path forward. So I'm doing little things like the prayer request wall, like the, the an attempt at graciously answering broken windows, the church service. So there's little sprinkles here and there, but I I see this gym doing better. And um, originally, that's what fired me up most about this gym. Like, what's the hardest part about ministry? Um, the actual ministry, actually relating to people, yeah. talking with people. And it's like, dudes, it's, it's tough for, to take a guy out to coffee because it's like, you can only talk so much. You want to be doing something. You know, guys bond shoulder to shoulder. So you want to be doing something. So I want this gym to be a ministry. But I've learned that it, there's a lot of emails to answer. And there's a lot of marketing and sales to be done. So I'm learning to, uh, you know, ask people to take some of those jobs so that I can focus on what matters most. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's the hardest thing we all probably deal with. Like we, we all want to incorporate our faith in everything that we do we all have different jobs. I mean, I'm a sales manager, Matt's a sales guy, Andrew's in finance, Ryan's our IT help desk, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, 
he does a bit more than that. Uh, but you know, so you can, you can easily get caught in the trap of just thinking like, this is my job. I do it to support my family, but no matter what you're doing, whether it's running your own business, being a pastor, working in sales, working in finance, like you can utilize that, that platform that you have in order to, uh, proclaim the name of Jesus, you know? And so what you're doing, you're, you're trying to find those ways to do that, you know? And it's hard cause you got to find that balance of having people, you know, trust you, come to you and want to actually hear what you have to say. You can't just be like, Hey, Jesus is the light, you know? And then all of a sudden they're like, you're right. You know, there's, there's going to be a lot more that comes behind that. Yeah. I think it's a matter of bringing people in, like showing that love, showing that acceptance, showing that, um, care. And it seems like you're heading down the right path in that regard. And, 100%, yeah. you know, God will find a way to use everything you're doing. So yeah, it's awesome to hear like the, the approach that you're taking towards this unique facility. And that's really cool. Thank you. I want to hear your story because you're, I don't know if the, the listeners know, but you look like a cage fighter. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, how did somebody lead you to Christ? You know, it's like... Hey, that's a good lead into what we'll probably do at some point and have one of these inter- interviews with each one of us, but yeah. that's to come. Actually, you know what? We should, we should have a guest host, too, where that's Pete right. could walk us Pete, through. Pete might need to be our yeah. guest host. I yeah. mean... Well, a second ago, you, you said that I wasn't allowed to be a part of your group, but thank you that, for changing your mind. That's hey, very that nice. That was, that was before the podcast. The doors. That's before yeah. the podcast. All bets are off once we start rolling. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> well, yeah, it's definitely something that we'll get into, you know, in the future is talking about our own backstories. But long story yeah. short, I grew up in the faith and, okay. you know, wandered away temporarily. But, sure. you know, now I'm now I'm back and living it. And um, yeah, I'm, like I'm glad that I look like a cage great fighter. Look. I'm a thick cage R- fighter. <laughs> Ryan, so, yeah. so thick. Ryan is a beast. Cage fighter. I mean, he's the only hockey player here. You yeah. know, he's yeah, he's he's a beast. I'm I mean, not just awesome. not just IT help desk. Not just. <laughs> no. He can, he can do a few more there. things. Doesn't have the IT help desk look to him for sure. <laughs> One time, a man, uh, Andrew and I were sharing our faith at Kent State in the in the hub, which is where all the um, the food court is, and there was this there were these two people sitting at a desk, and the one person had. Uh, their hair draped in front of their face. And so the person was looking like this, and I was like, hey, ladies. And then he went oh, like this. No. And it was a dude. Not a, a lady. I was like, uh, do you want to hear about the Lord? And I'm sure that went well. It went downhill. Hey, you know, one thing I was thinking of, too, uh, you you mentioned about the the shirts that you were putting together for the rocks that came through the window and all it ultimately got some backlash because one thing we talked about is sometimes people take things very seriously and they can take things out of proportion now is the george floyd situation and all the situations with racism serious 100 percent, but everybody wants to take everything that everybody says and or does and twist it into something else you were trying to do something good and you were trying to make something out of it and then ultimately people are going to twist it so i think a big thing of what we always talk about is sometimes you gotta you gotta be chill you know and you gotta take a step back and you've gotta just relax a little bit you know so i'm gonna kick it over to uh matt simmons here is talk a little bit about the uh, be chill pillar all right, Pete. We we got into this a little bit already um, because I I think you it seems already that you have a, a healthy balance between your family and your work, and that's something that we all strive for. Uh, and there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. But um, how do you 
you know, how do you keep that work-life balance um, to a healthy level? Have, has there been times where it's been a struggle? Do you feel like it's something that you um, are, are happy with now? And then how do you see that kind of in the future as your business develops further? Great question. I am not happy with my current situation. Um, I would love to start by working out and climb every day with a customer so that I could build into the customer and then do some work. Um, and, and I'm not there. I usually just go right into emails because I'm drowning in emails. I don't get to climb. I'm usually in a closet all day just working on the computer, trying to keep the lights on by doing sales. The reason I'm not able to have a healthy lifestyle is because we just don't have the resources. Whenever you don't have a lot of money, you have to do everything yourselves. And so you asked where would I like to be. I would love to hire somebody who can do the administrative work and the sales work so that I can focus on a healthier lifestyle. So I'm not where I want to be, but I pray that I am. So we got uh, four of us here. How many of you guys are where you want to be? Any of you? No. 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 Always no. can Not be there. better. 100%. Wow. This yeah. month I'm on sabbatical. I feel pretty good with that. <laughs> All right. Andrew. Other than Andrew. that, Andrew it's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough. Uh, the one thing I do um, think that's good in my life is, is I'm home by 530. Yeah. So is that like a, a, a hard and fast rule? Like yes. always home by 530 no matter what? That's it. My wife's love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest love language. I wish it was gift giving. <laughs> I can just give her gifts and it'd be, it'd be so easy yeah. for her to be happy. But she's got the hardest. And, um, and so I'm, ho- I'm home by 530 and I've lost a lot of sales. I mean, people don't get off work until 530. And... Yeah. It, it's great if I were able to meet people and I could maybe sell something um, that could help our gym. But I got to believe that uh, that my wife is more important. Yeah. Uh, my dad has had two divorces because he's put his job in front of his wife's. So I, I can't make that same mistake. Mm-hmm. Pete, what do you like to do with your family? You've got kids. Yes. When you get that free time, that free weekend, like what do you just absolutely love doing with them? I like to go to the metro parks. Cool. Yeah. Usually kids aren't allowed to throw rocks, but in the metro parks, kids are allowed to throw <laughs> rocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They throw rocks in the water, and uh, they love it. Is there yeah. a favorite park that you that you hit up? The closest one. All right. Rocky River Metro Parks. Yeah. And um, it's literally five minutes down the road, and it's great. I got a one, two, and three-year-old, and so they love being destructive, and at the metro parks, they totally can be. Wow. One, two, and three, huh? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, back to back to back. Wow. Can you tell us just a little bit about how crazy that is? Yeah. It's like herding cats. I feel like I'm always on a treadmill. It's wild. Um, But I know uh, every single old person you talk to, they always say, appreciate these years. Mm -hmm. Literally 100 out of 100 seasoned people say that. So I got to believe that. It's incredibly hard, but people say the problems get bigger as the kids get bigger. Next comes boyfriends and self-image issues and all this. So now, what is the mix of your kids? Yeah, yeah like a boy, boy, girl ratio there. Well, they're half white, half Puerto Rican, oh. so they're that. They're that <laughs> there you go. Uh, Graciana is three, Luca is two, and Mateo um. uh, is. It's actually four months. I say one, two, and three because it's easy to say. Yeah, it four is, months, yeah. two, and three. Yeah. So yeah. A- Andrew and I are in the four-kid club. 
you're wow. gonna you're gonna be heading that direction. Totally. Andrew, <laughs> I mean, you might as well keep no it hair. rolling. So is there is there a correlation? That's, yeah, yeah. And I have three, and he and just had his third. <laughs> as you can see, mine is going. And we're next. And we I'm have sure mine's coming. Ryan and, <laughs> yeah. I, Ryan and I also have twins, so I think that really pushed us over the edge. Yeah, that, yeah. that just took him. Yeah, <laughs> took him to another level. <laughs> I started with twins, and you I ended, ended with, with twins. twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a whole other ball game, but. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, I'm going to transition it over to Ryan with by also stealing a question. Um, <laughs> when I when I first started working, I worked at a at a church running sports camps. I love sports, love athletics, but it felt like working there took a little bit of joy out of doing those events, like playing basketball. I was always at a gym, and it took a little bit away out of like me wanting to go back to a gym and actually working out. Um, do you still? I mean. Owning a gym, do you actually enjoy climbing or is it work? Good question. I do enjoy it, as evidenced from before. I do really like it. And the reason is I don't get to climb a lot. I'm always at the computer, which stinks. So I, the little chance that I do get, I'm reminded how awesome it is. Because it's like, it's like going to war. You got this problem in front of you. You can, you can easily see the end. And you can't do it. And so you just keep trying. And so anybody with like a little bit of steel in their spine wants to keep trying to succeed. So, yeah, I love that part about the the sport. That's cool how you define it that way, too, is that, you know, climbing, you have a problem in front of you. So you, you stand back, you look at the wall, you see where you start, you see where you end. Now you have to physically get there. So it's not only a mental mental game, but it's also a physical game. So that's really cool, Thank like you. that aspect of it. All right. So I think we'll uh, finish up here on the the B Fit pillar. You know, we've talked about a lot of climbing. Um, you know, obviously you're not a, a cage fighter, but you know, <laughs> what else do you do to to stay stay in shape? Well, I do work out a little. Um, I start with chest. Naturally. And then buys. <laughs> and then <Of> course. tries. <laughs> and then back. Then abs. Calves. <laughs> Any calves in there? Guys, let me speak. I'm the guest. <laughs> I hit all the groups, guys. I focus on one group at a time. Yeah. And yeah, I got a little gym, you know. And um, I You go to little that. gym? Is that what you said? <laughs> well, I belong in little gym. Oh. I've got a little gym. So I do a little bit of that, a little bit of this, yeah. you know. I'm on the treadmill a little. Yeah. Every stancato male in my family has had a heart attack. Oh, so man. I don't know oh. if it's the Italian pasta that we're all about, <laughs> but I got to run. Yeah. And um, hopefully that, hopefully I'm not a statistic. We'll see. <laughs> Mix that cardio in there. I know. Yeah, for sure. So Andrew mentioned when we were preparing for this and just, you know, knowing, knowing you from the past, you've done what a tough mutter for your bachelor party and you've done Flag football, like flag football, or touch a lot football, of football like, in college yeah. together. Pete was got to be one of the hardest guys to tackle out there. <laughs> this dude's lat laterally, he's very quick. <laughs> so what hard other, to tackle? What other types of sports do you like to play? I love curling. Curling. <laughs> <laughs> There's a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I got three kids. <laughs> no other sports. He's got a one, two, and three role. Nothing. He's trying to run two rock climbing Nothing. gyms. He just can't get gym. behind it. Like, what, what do you want from it? I didn't say <laughs> what do wall. you. I meant, like, what do you like to do? Like, if you had well, the if opportunity. You had, if I had the opportunity. Would you play in a softball league? Like, 
pick up basketball? Like, what are you into? Definitely not basketball. You guys, I've tried so hard at being good at basketball. So have I. <laughs> and I just, it never came. better. It never came. I'm a defensive player. And um, no, football. That just means you can't shoot. That's fine. That's I've, exactly. I've been there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I'm a football guy. I actually played rugby. I played a little bit in go. college. We have, a, we have another rugby player on the... What yeah. position? Well, I would. I Isn't it all just the same? You just run at each uh, other. Close. <laughs> no, it is close. Boy. Yeah, spoken like a true, like a true ice hockey guy. guy. Oh, let's go. <laughs> nice. There you go. Ryan would be a pretty good prop, though, or hooker. I see a hooker. No, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely a hooker. Yeah, I was a hooker a little bit in the middle. And I don't um, know what that means, right but I'll take it as a compliment. You're right in the middle of it. Um, and I was, I was, I was a wing. I was a wing forward on the side of the scrum. Nice. So I was, I was always in the action. I almost got paralyzed. In oh. California, they've got these these things called Samoans. These big dudes who can run fast. <laughs> Known as Samoans. Yeah. I think they're from Samoa, actually. Oh, <laughs> man. But they hail from California. And, um, yeah, he pile-drived me on my head. Oh, man. And um, I don't know if you guys have ever not been able to move your hands or legs, but it's super no. scary. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's incredibly scary. How long did that last for? Uh, maybe like a minute, wow. but it felt like, you know, a year. Yeah. And so that was scary. But I would like to go back to rugby because mm. sometimes I want to, you know, just want to mix physical. it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah I want to yeah. be physical. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. For sure. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. So uh, where's your gym you do that at home or you work out at your yeah the other one in your location Sotros Lakewood has a small weight room okay attached yeah yeah which has been nice so I just use what we have yeah, yeah. cool awesome well Pete thanks so much for being on with us man this was awesome it was great getting to interview you come here and climb a little bit um, so everybody go out and check out gonosotros.com yes sir check out the two gyms in Lakewood here and in Cleveland and um, Pete Appreciate you being on, man. This is awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, awesome having you, man. Thanks, dude. It's been great. Thanks. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening to the Core 4 Life podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please like, subscribe, and share on social media. Feel free to tag us at Core4Life, that's Core F-O-U-R Life, or do us a huge favor and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Stay tuned for more awesome guests and even a giveaway. We'll catch you next time. Core for Life. Yep. I said a Core for Life. <laughs> <laughs> Dilly. All right, we're recording.